Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Well, good morning. The title of the message today is Facing Your Fear. And what is your fear? What really is your fear? And we, last week we talked about a few things. Your fear might be, of course, spiders or butterflies. Uh, that was, butterflies are not on the top ten. I'm sorry. <laughs> but some people are f- afraid of heights, flying, enclosed spaces. All these were, were just on the, the national survey that they, they were doing. Some people are afraid of the dentist, some of water. Oh, it goes on and on and on. But what is your fear? Today, we're going to talk about it because fear sabotages God's success he has for you. So let's talk about it. Let's open up our Bibles to Isaiah. We're going to be in Isaiah only today. Chapter 41. We'll start in verse 10. Now today we want to give you what actually the song did is that God is awesome. He's awesome. And you will continue probably to be facing uh, those opportunities and you might fall for them if you really don't know how awesome your God is. Verse 10. Do not fear. Do not fear. This is what he's telling them. We're talking Old Testament. We know in the New Testament, Jesus told the disciples the same thing. Do not fear. Fear, we're talking about terror. We're talking about dread. You know from last week's message, we're not talking about the reverence of the Lord. We're talking about shaking in the knees. Fear. For I am with you. Do not be Do not anxiously look about you. Now, anxiously looking about you in the King James, the New King James, the prophet said, do not be dismayed. Do not be dismayed. And when you're dismayed, you're perplexed. You are really uh, at a standstill. Loss of power. Loss of strength. You uh, can't do anything. It's like your mind has been... uh, Feel with confusion. You're emotionally drained. Your spirit is low. You get depressed. Dismayed. He said, do not be dismayed. Do not anxiously look about you in fear. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now verse 10 is the message for today. That's really the only message we have for you today. That message right there. And that is saying so much, so much, that it takes a message to bring it out, three messages, four messages, because We're talking about God telling Israel something, and he was telling them something 
for a reason. Thank you, brother. You won't lose that reward now. <laughs> so you, you, you think, so God, you, you're telling him this thing. Do not fear. Why are you telling me do not fear and you won't tell me what I'm going to do? Because if I'm not going to fear, somehow somebody's going to have to help me. Because whether spiders, whether snakes, whatever it is, and I told you last week about snakes, well, we know that Paul, the Apostle Paul, we know that when the snake lashed on to him, did he, ah, did he do that? What did he do? Huh? He just shook it right on off. Act like it didn't even exist. Hey, can, can we do that? Can you do that with a butterfly? He laying on you, say, hoo-hoo, ha-ha. You know. <laughs> well, obviously, Paul knew something that we don't know, that I didn't know. Right? Because Paul didn't get upset. He didn't run. He didn't scream. He didn't do one of those girly screams, right? He didn't do that. He just shook it right on off into the fire. So I said, man, this is good. This is good. Jesus didn't, he slept outdoors a lot of times, didn't he? Now, was he afraid of spiders? Uh, was he afraid of these little crawling creatures and stuff like that? No. He's in control. So he said, wow, God, there's something here that we need to see. So why will I not be dismayed? Why won't I get depressed and, and all down emotionally and all that? Why, will, why can I, um, how can I overcome this thing called fear and depression and anxiety and be dismayed. How can I overcome it, God? That's what I want to know today. And he says that four things that's going to hold it up. Because God is never going to give you a command and not going to uh, show you how to accomplish that. He's not going to just leave that command in the air. God is a God that if he tells you to do something, not only is he going to tell you to do it, but he's going to now help you do it. So, what is he telling? What is he telling Israel through Isaiah? The four pillars. Let's look at him. Do not fear. Why should not fear? I will help you. I am with you. I'll strengthen you. I uphold you with my righteous right hand. He's telling them these things so that they'll understand that, do you know that if I say don't fear, I'm saying don't fear because I'm with you. I'm saying don't anxiously look around you in fear. Don't be dismayed because I am your God. He's saying that I will strengthen you. you. You think you're weak and emotionally uh, uh, strawed out? I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, he says. Now, that's what he's saying. You say, wow. Let's put it a little personal. Let's get personal down. Now, he says... We want to remember this now. It's on your bulletin. We want to remember, he says, the four things that I'm going to do, I am 
going to be with you. So personally, I say, God is with me. When snakes crawl around, God is with me. You ever notice that, that you didn't hear a scream when they threw Daniel in the lion's, lion's den? Did he holler? Hmm? Now, most of us, including me, would have died of a heart attack before we even got down. You know, Come on, man, really seriously, right? You're on the way down, you say, God, take me before they get me. Because you know if they are hungry, you know they're going to eat you. And somebody eating on you, an animal eating on you, is not going to feel good. Is it? I mean, just a little something bites you, a little mosquito bites you, we, we go, go wow, you know? And we're talking about a, a lion going to be biting on our fingers and our arms and everything? Come on. That's worth a screen, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it worth a screen? Yeah. <clears throat> but they didn't, did they? How about the, the ones who were thrown in the fire furnace? Did they, did they get excited and, oh, you know, crying and boo-hooing and everything? No. Well, what is it that they knew that we don't know? Because we have fears, don't we? We have fears. Personally, God is with me. Now, can you say that? Is God with you? Let me hear, let me hear it. All right, that's getting personal, right? God is my God. Is he your God? Let me hear you say that. That's two, that's two pillars. He's with you. He's your God. The third one, he says that I will strengthen you. So I can say God will strengthen me. When I'm, when I'm weak, when I'm down, God will strengthen me. Will he strengthen you? Let's hear it. Let's hear it then. God will uphold me with his righteous right hand, with his righteous right hand. He's going to uphold me. Will he uphold you? Yes. Let me hear you. Say that. So we have four things that God says, I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. But now, they don't mean a thing, not a thing, if someone tells you, you know, let's say, uh, Jason, we know each other, right? Okay. You don't mind me using you as an example, right? Suppose, suppose Jason, how many, how many of you don't know Jason? Raise your hand. This is Jason. Stand up for a minute, Jason. Stand up. That's Jason. How many of you don't know Jason? Raise your hand. Okay. A lot of people don't know Jason. Okay. Thanks, Jason. Okay. Now, suppose Jason say, that message, Pastor, I tell you what I do. Tell them that they don't have to fear anymore because Jason Kidd is with them. Jason Kidd is their man. You know, he took karate. You know? <laughs> Jason will strengthen me. He will you know, uphold me. He will help me with his hand. How many of you get excited about not fearing? <laughs> right? Nobody, because we know that we know that Jason um, let Goliath come around, right? 
or any other snake come around, anything. We know that it all depends upon who he is, doesn't it? Right? So those four things depend upon who God is. How awesome is our God? You see? Let's look at it. Because, because if he's not awesome, it's not going to help us. The I am with you, I am your God, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will hold you with my righteous right hand. It means nothing if he is not awesome, if he's not everything. If somebody is greater than he is, you can forget it. You can forget it. Right? If the devil is greater than he is, then I can still fear. Right? Let's look at it. Because in Isaiah chapter 40, let's go there. Let's turn back one page there. We'll start in verse 12. He's telling Israel about the, his, his greatness. And this is talking about the greatness that he is in creation, just creation alone. He says in verse 12, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? That means all the water there is on earth, he has measured that just in the hollow of his hand. My, 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 my. And you, come on now, some of you, some of you been on a cruise before. And you know that if that thing sinks, they call the Titanic or whatever your boat might call you are done if you're out in all that water. That's a, that's a lot of water. But he said he measured it in the hollow of his hand. He said, and marked off the heavens by the span. He's talking about the breath of his hand. And calculated the dust of the earth by the measure. I mean, a little measuring cup. He, all the dust of the earth, every grain of sand there is on the earth, he just measures it with a little measure. This is our God now. He says that, and weighed the mountains in a balance and the hills in a pair of scales. Scales. This is the, all the hills there are in West Virginia, everywhere. He measured the hills. Who has directed the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of the Lord? Or uh, as his counsel has informed him. Because you know we talk about the Holy Spirit. We, you, we know that he's God. But who's, who counsel him? Because he's supposed to be our guide and our leader, right? Our teacher. He's everything. So who teaches him? With whom did he consult? And who gave him understanding? And who taught him in the path of justice and taught him knowledge and informed him of the way of understanding? Who? He's God. Nobody. Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket. That means all nations. That means that every nation there is in the world is like a drop in a bucket. Now, picture a bucket full of water. You take the bucket. You pour all the water out. You shake the bucket. There's no more water in it. But there's one little drop that's hanging on the, on the ridge of it. All the nations of the earth. 
<laughs> all the nations of the earth. It says, are like a drop from a bucket. Now, what is that drop worth? You don't pour all the water out. And are regarded as a speck of dust on the scales. Now, you think about the scales. When you measure something, you take everything off the scales. Nothing's on the scale. But it might be a little, you rub a hand across, finger across, might be a little speck, a little something. All the nations, all the nations, not even, not even like a speck of dust, he's saying. And if you want to give him an offering, he says, all the trees of Lebanon, every tree of the forest, you can't, can't build enough fire to give him an offering. There are not, not enough animals in that forest that you're going to offer to him because he's, he, he, he's more worthy than that. We have an awesome God. Awesome God. And so all the nations are as nothing before him. They are regarded as by him as less than nothing and meaningless. That means compared to him, every single person, you put everybody together, it means nothing compared to God. Who then is like God, Isaiah is saying. Who then is like God? Who can you liken God to be like? Or what likeness will you compare him with? And see, the idols, the, the people who craft idols, oh man, they, they craft things. <laughs> and here you have the, the craftsman cast it. Well, who is the craftsman? It's got to be a person. Well, that person was created by God. So how can he be? He's making something now. A goldsmith plates it with gold, and a silversmith fashions and chains of silver. And here are the people now making something and saying, this is our God. And here's God made everything that they're using to make him. It doesn't make sense, does it? But if we bring it to the natural, what do we do? We can say, my education, my degrees, that's my God. Even though we don't say that, but we really depend upon our degrees, our education, our learning, our wisdom. We depend upon that to go get us over. We depend upon our jobs, and we say, well, my job's going to get me over. And if I lose this, I'll get another because I have five degrees, you know. I have, I'm more educated than most people, so therefore, I can, I, can, I can get a job. Nothing can touch me. See, in modern day and time, we don't, we don't build little, little uh, stuff out of wood and stick it on our mantelpiece. But we sure enough worship other things and depend upon other things than God. And God says, who's like me? Who's like me? Oh, it's so awesome. And it, woo, I, I tell you, God is so good. So good. Let's look at verse 25. It says, To whom then will you liken me? That I would be his equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these stars. Now who created them? 
Did, this, did, did your little idol? Did your education? Did your wisdom? Did your business? You might have a business that's, that's uh, the top business in the world. You might be a multi-trillionaire. But that's not going to hold up anything if God blows on it. <laughs> yeah. He says, I created the stars. The one who leads forth their host by number. Who knows the number of stars? No one. No one. Because there are stars beyond the wisdom that we have to have something to see how many out there. There's more out there than what we can see. And he says, he calls them all by name. Come on, this is our God that we're talking about here. It's our God. Because of the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one of them is missing. Come on. This is just in creation now. Just in creation. I don't care if you, uh, let's go over to chapter 41. I don't care if you are the coastlands in, in verse 1. I don't care whether you say, well, hey, I think we can, we can, I, I think we can really um, do something here because I think we're just as good as you, God. So he says, okay, let them come forward and then let them speak. Let us come together for judgment. And you know nobody's going to judge God. And God is a judge. He's a judge of all judges. And see, if people want to come together to, to just reason with God to say we are just as good, our idols are just as good as you. Verse 2, who has aroused one from the east whom he calls in righteousness to his feet? Some said it's talking about Cyrus, some said it's talking about Abraham. It really doesn't matter because he called both of them. He called them. He called them. And with Cyrus, oh my goodness gracious, he gave Cyrus victories and he became great just because God wanted to use him to deliver his people. Oh, my goodness. No one could touch Abraham. He said, touch my, not my anointed. Do my prophets no harm. <laughs> Nobody's going to touch anybody that God doesn't want to be touched. I don't care if you're Sarah. I don't care if you're Rebecca and the king takes you. If God says you're not going to touch her, you're not going to touch her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't. But it was because of God. Because of God. God is the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the ruler of all rulers. He's the one who, in verse 4, who has performed and accomplished it, calling forth the generation from the beginning. I, the Lord, am the first and with the last. I am he, Yahweh, the covenant-keeping God. He said, I am the first. There is no one before God. None. Zilch. He is uncreated. He is eternal. Nobody created God. He was here 
and he created all things. When the last person is here, he's still going to be here. Matter of fact, he's going to get rid of the, the heavens and the earth. And then he's going to give us a new heaven and a new earth. God is God. So you tell me, who are you going to compare our awesome God to? When he says that, this is just, just glimpses, just glimpses of his greatness. All through the Bible, I mean, he's great. You just take, take somebody like Sarah, Sarai. You know, when God changed the name to Sarah. How many 90-year-olds do you think is bearing a child? Hmm? Right. Mr. Flanagan, why you look like that? <laughs> How many do you know that's the age of Sarah and kings want her? Huh? Come on now. I mean, the person, hey, say you're my sister because they, they might kill me for you. Now we're talking about somebody, you know, come on now. Kings have anybody they want, right? How many of you think going to want somebody six and seven years old? Huh? When he got all these young chicks he can have, huh? Come on. But no, God is our awesome God. Sarah was beautiful. Everybody who looked on Sarah said she's beautiful. So the, 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 the king's men, the princes, they said, hey, the king wants you. And they said, hey, king, there's a woman out there, man. And uh, she has a brother. We need, you need her. Bring her on. Bring her on. Come on. Come on. That's exciting, isn't it? This is our awesome God. Right? Only God can do that. Only God can make uh, a six or seven, eighty-year-old looks like, look like she's 20. Come on. No gray hair. Come on. You know no king don't want nobody gray hair? Come on. They ain't have no dye back then. Come on now. No, <laughs> no need to tint your hair. No, 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 no. We talking about our awesome God that we serve. Our God is awesome, isn't he? I didn't know you were going to sing that song, man. I said, oh, man, y'all done stole the message. Oh. <laughs> but that now, these are just glimpses of what, and you can read things on your own when you're reading the Bible, just all the, the, the greatness of God is all over it. All over it. When you see somebody, like we were studying in Mark, and you see all the things that the, that, that the servant did, and you see all the healings that took place, and you say, my goodness gracious, he was, that was God moving through Peter through the apostles to do those things. That wasn't them. That was God. So when he says that, do not fear because I am with you. Now that's different. Because 
I am, the great I am, the great Yahweh, I am with you, the creator of all things, the one who knows every single star by name all over the universe, everywhere I put them, and you'll never see them. Because you'll never have a, have a uh, what you call those things, microscopes? Telescopes, thank you, okay. Never have, a, <laughs> never have a telescope powerful enough to see everything I make. Because when you build one, he's going to add some more to it because it's already, it's keep going. I mean, when he says, when, when he put it into existence, light be, it's still being. How far is the universe? How wide is it? How many stars are there? We don't know because when he speaks, it's keep going. Let's keep going. We'll never know because he is so awesome. He's not going to let us, just a, a, a mere person in his image, gonna be able to find out all these good things about what he is. No, no, no. God is awesome. He's awesome. When he says that, don't be dismayed. Don't get discouraged. Don't feel like the enemy is going to beat you up. He's going to try to, he's going to try to, uh, harass you about what you did, what you didn't do, all those type of things. And then, oh, you're not a thing. You know, you, you did this right here. Oh, you, you know, you're never going to, God's never going to love you. No. God gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loves you. God is love. Then what you did in the past is the past. We're ready for what are you ready to do in the present and what do you want to do in the future? Everything is about God. That's what it's about. Because our God is awesome. So he says that, he says that, <laughs> hey, look, you don't have to be dismayed because I am your God. When you say I am, oh, oh, you know what I am is, right? I am is Yahweh. I am. He is, he is, is he going to be? He used to be? He, I am. He's everything. He said, I am your God. My goodness gracious. What, would you want anybody else to be your father? Would you want anybody else to be your God? Would you want to be your own God? Because what we do too, well, we, we got this selfishness. We say, well, hey, you know, I'm, I'm my own person. Nobody tells me what to do. Oh, come on. God created us. Try to change one hair on your head without tent. Try to change it. Try to grow your stature, Jesse Castro. I see you over there, brother. <laughs> Try to put one hair on your head and see whether it'll grow. But God can do it. God can do it. We serve an awesome God, a mighty God. He's a great God. And he says that I am your God. That's what he said. And he says that now, I will strengthen you. You say, I'm weak. I'm weak. I will strengthen you. That's what he said. I will strengthen you. Yahweh will strengthen you. I will help you. What do you need help in? I will help you. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid that, that oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm getting older. I might, not, I might not get married. I don't know. I don't know because I'm about 50, 50 years old and I don't want to get married. You got, we got some older singles in here, you know. And they want to get married. We got some young singers in here. They want to get married. Are you afraid that you're not going not, not to gonna have this godly man, this godly woman that you're going to be able to marry? Are you fearful that you, your age, your flower, your age is going to get past you? God is awesome. God knows what you want. 
God knows what you need. This surrogate pass her flower her age. You say, I'm a, well, man, I'm going to get about 45, 50 years old. I can't have no children. Says who? We serve an awesome God, don't we? He said, I will help you. Someone said, well, I'm scared to get married because if I get married, then he might try to lord over me and rule me and all this kind of stuff. Man, I don't know about getting married. God, don't fear nothing. Nothing. No one. No one. Because God says, I will help you. That's what he says. I will help you. He says that I will uphold you. You mean somebody put me down? You mean your parents put you down when you were younger? You mean that this happened to you and this happened to you? Man, you know, wholesome bad things happen to people. You know, talk to Joyce Myers. Bad things happen to good people, you know. And, and so how do you, you overcome that? God will uphold you. We serve an awesome God. I told you it was a simple message today, right? Our God is an awesome God, isn't he? Oh, he's an awesome God. Man, it's worth bringing y'all back up, and I'm not going to bring you back up. I tell you, man, oh, man. When I was reading that, I said, said, what do I have to fear? Snakes? You know? Spiders? What do I have to fear? People? What do I have to fear? Butterflies? What do I have to fear? Our God is an awesome God, isn't he? My God, oh my God, he's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.